When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trade in the Stock Market. And today's episode, we're going to talk about long-term investing. We're going to talk a little bit about swing trading. And today's email comes from a person. We're going to give him a good Florida name, Waylon. Waylon writes, Hi, Ryan. I'm glad we learned about your podcast and your risk management techniques early in our investment road. I just joined the trading block this past weekend. I haven't listened to all of your podcast episodes, but I'm making my way through the old episodes right now. My degree is in risk management, and I agree with you on what you preach about in your podcasts. Since graduating, I thankfully maxed out my 401ks while in the corporate world. When I started my own business a decade ago, I moved my 401k to a financial advisor and continued to contribute monthly to that financial firm. And my husband is on a pension plan where he works too. The nest egg that we've built with our financial planner is definitely not enough to retire on, but it was what we could afford to do at that time. Over the years, my husband and I purchased three homes. Two were rentals until last week when we sold one. We are now able to pay off some of the higher interest debt with those funds and have some left over to invest. We will also have to pay off part of it towards capital gains next April since we won't be reinvesting in another property. My husband and I have 20 plus years to go before we will be retiring. Now that I've hopefully explained our situation, here are my questions. I don't want to involve our financial planner since he'll want to put all the money with him and I want a hand in this. He already has a big group of our investment retirement portfolio. We want to diversify the leftover lump sum we now have into three different groups. One, a safe and boring group for the money we'll have to pull out a year from now for the capital gains. Then a third of it for swing trading using your risk management approach. Then the last third into a longer term investment that is also medium to low level risk, but not quite ready to use my swing trading portfolio until I am more confident in doing it on my own. Do you have any investment suggestions for the longer term positions? Even using your risk management approach with stop losses, I want some longer term stuff. Thanks, Waylon. Now, for the bourbon of choice in this episode, I'm going with Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Finished in Port Wine Barrels. It's 43.3% alcohol. 86.6 proof. Now, not a huge fan of these things dipping below the 45 mark. That is usually my cutoff from what I find to be some of the better bourbons. When they start getting below 45 and getting closer to that 40 level, they just don't hit right. But to the nose, I mean, it has this like nice fruity jam kind of flavor, like like peanut butter and jelly. Like it has like a jelly flavor. And then like the taste of it, it's really thin tasting. I mean, there's just not a lot of depth to it. I think it lacks a lot of 
flavor as well. There just there isn't much there on the taste. It's definitely a bourbon. You know it's a bourbon, but it has a hint of peppery flavors, and the finish has this like weird pine nut flavor. Now, is it a sipper? Yeah, and that's that's a new question that I'm going to start asking with these bourbons because I do think that there's a lot of bourbons out there while they're not great great bourbons. You know, on the weekdays they can be a decent sipper. And Angel's Envy, would I consider it a sipper? Yeah, I mean, I think for the price, it's I got it at Sam's Club for forty three dollars. I think a lot of places they sell it for fifty to sixty dollars. I don't even think I'd really be tempted to pay forty three dollars again for it. I like the. Angel's Envy Rye, I think that's a pretty good one. It's not even a bourbon, but it's pretty good whiskey. This one finished in port wine barrels. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm going to give it a score of 5.9. Now, back to Waylon. Waylon's asking about long-term investments. Now, long-term investing is tricky because when you get into long-term investing, it may not be the best time to start long-term investing. Unlike swing trading, you kind of can jump right in there regardless of the market that we're in. doesn't necessarily mean you want to be super aggressive if the market's tanking or if the market's just going sideways, but there's usually opportunities for you to grow and learn. Now, in a market where we haven't really seen any kind of significant pullback, where we're really showing the signs of running on fumes right now, it doesn't mean that we're going to sell off tomorrow or the next day or even the next week or month. But we're showing where the reward doesn't really match up to the risk that you got to take on a long-term investment. Now, the S&P 500, it's trading a little over a 4,000. Let's say that we think that the S&P 500 can still go to 5,000. Well, what's the downside risk if it sells off? Well, the downside risk, if it sells off, it goes back below 4,000. Maybe it goes down to somewhere in the lower threes. So is that move from 4,000 to 5,000 really justified if it can go from 4,000 to 5,000 back to 3,000? Now, remember, long-term investing is a little bit different. Yes, you still want to use risk management. You want to have a line in the sand, but you're not using like stop losses of three or 4% because it's a long-term investment. And there's usually a fundamental basis involved there too, that you believe in the stock, what they do, that they're going to be around for a while. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm not a huge fan of taking flyers on stocks that have a very good chance of being bankrupt in a few years, like a penny stock or just a stock that's going through some very difficult financial times. My favorite long-term investing strategy is honestly to buy when there's just ultimate panic in the market, extreme panic, like what we saw back in March of 2020. Time before that was quarter four of 2018. So since 2018, you've had two opportunities to really add some good, good long-term investments, in my opinion, or to be aggressive on the long-term investing front if you're looking to get into it. Right now, with the market running the way it is, where there's just a lack of conviction to really want to push the market higher, yes, we may make more all-time highs in the market, but what is that really going to do for stocks? Are we really going to push way beyond the current all-time highs to five or 6,000? I don't see it as likely. Now, ultimately, do we push that high? Yes. But do I think that there's a better opportunity to take that same kind of capital that you have prepared for long-term investing and be able to get more shares because you're buying it at a lower price? Yes. I think that's a great opportunity too. So long-term investing, I mean, you think sometimes swing trading requires a lot of patience because you might go one or two days. I'm sitting on cash right now in my long-term portfolios just waiting for a market pullback, for a, a real market correction, one that actually 
put some fear in traders' hearts. Like, is this the big one? Like, I want to see that happen. Now, I use an indicator called T2108. It's available through TC2000's trading platform. I'm sure you can find variations of it or even create your own on other platforms. But what this does is measure the percentage of stocks trading over their 40-day moving average. And when that indicator starts getting into the single digits, that's usually where I like to start making new long-term investments. And when I'm getting into long-term investments, I want to go after these really, really good stocks, historically good stocks that have just taken a beating, not because their company all of a sudden sucks, but because the market sucks and the market's pulling it down along with all the other stocks. So stocks like Apple, if you can ever get it on these big pullbacks where it offers you some prime opportunities to invest in it, that's where you're going to make some of the best gains of your life is when the market is at its worst. And so for me personally, I haven't made a lot of long-term investments of late. I like to play around sometimes with dividend stocks and I'm in different strategies and everything, and I'm doing that. But also too, what I would tell people to try out just to be able to stay in the know, to be able to learn and to find out what the swing trades are, what the market conditions are, check out Swing Trading the Stock Market. It's my website that goes along with this podcast. Each week, you're going to get just tons of information from updates from the S&P 500 to the Russell 2000, NASDAQ 100. You're also going to get updates on all the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Microsoft, and Tesla. And that way, when there is a significant pullback and you're looking at stocks like the FANG stocks to get long on because they've seen a 30 or a 40% correction, you're going to have all the technical analysis you need for that. Plus, I'm going to be giving you my daily trade setups each and every day. I'm going to be giving you guys the most intriguing charts that I come across each and every day as well. So check that out, Swing Trading the Stock Market. But back to Waylon here, long-term investing has different rules from swing trading. Now, you still have to manage the risk. That's a common denominator. But a lot of times with long-term investing, you have to have a bigger window, a bigger area for the stock to be able to play around. Now, one of the things that I like about buying in extreme panic situations is that a lot of the selling has already been done. And so a lot of that selling has already been exhausted. So when you start seeing the indicator like the T2108 getting into single digits where you're getting like a three or a 4% of stocks still trading above the 40-day moving average, that tells you right there, there's not a lot of selling left to do. And this doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen overnight, these kind of indicator readings. They happen maybe like once every couple of years. And so you need to be watching the market when the market pulls back. You got to be ready. You got to have some powder dry. You don't want to be blowing up your account at this time. That's why swing trading is important to use those stop losses because if you're not, those swing trades that you made at all-time highs become all of a sudden long-term investments because you didn't manage the risk. Stocks start falling. You're down 40% on some of these trades. And then you have no choice but to make it a long-term investment and just pray to God that it comes back. And that's a horrible trading strategy, guys. Don't do that. Especially don't double down. Never double down in a falling market. Never double down in a good market. There's just no market to ever double down in. Everybody seems to do it still. I'm just trying to tell you it's a losing strategy. Now, they have some of this money in their accounts. And, you know, if this is me, what would I do? You know, if I'm wanting to learn how to swing trade and use some capital. Well, first of all, people who start and only do paper trading, it's easy to get a false sense of security because you don't feel the emotions that come with the trade. But even if you're just trading a few hundred bucks, you can still feel the emotions of those trades. But what you want to do is when you're learning how to swing trade for the first time, it's important, especially in an environment where the commissions are free, at least here in the United States, to trade a capital amount that will make you comfortable. And really, that should be the case for everybody in their trading capital. I mean, the capital that I trade and the amount that I trade, I'm very comfortable with it. But when you're first starting off, you need to be extremely comfortable with it. Doesn't mean that you won't still feel emotions about losing. 
at times, but that money that you're putting to work, you need to be comfortable with it that it's not too big of a deal. And then as you get more and more comfortable with swing trading, you, you build some of that confidence up incrementally increase your position sizes but you don't want to increase it to like where you're trading 40 or 50 percent of your capital on one single position because then that's just totally nuts because you may not have had ever a significant drawdown or where you get a bad news event that's beyond your control and if you're trading 40 or 50 percent of your capital on a single trade that gets pretty bad so here's the thing trade what you're comfortable with as you're starting off swing trading and in the case of Waylon here yeah dive into swing trading but don't think that you have to trade all of your capital right now or go into these ideal situations of what you would like to trade ultimately from a position size standpoint with your swing trading. Start off small. Just get comfortable with it. Get comfortable with the platform. Get comfortable with making those trades, planning out your trades, just putting that strategy together. And as you get more and more confident, add some more capital to the positions, increase the position sizes, but don't go too big because a lot of people get sucked into that. They start doubling down and they go too big or they just think that they're better than they really are. Never assume that you're a good trader. I mean, honestly, don't ever assume that because when you start to assume that you're a good trader, that's usually when the market will humble you. Always respect what the market can do to you and the damage that it can cause for you. And when you do that, then you're going to always be cognizant of that and you're going to manage the risk accordingly. And I'd say another thing too, the stock market over the last couple months, maybe three months has been really boring actually. I mean, yes, you've got some crazy stuff going on in the crypto world and the memes and stocks and everything else, but a lot of your Stocks that really led the market in 2020, like your tech stocks and your growth stocks, they have really struggled of late. They've come off of those highs. They've traded sideways for a good part. I mean, you take a lot of these FANG stocks like Amazon, like Apple, like Netflix. They've been trading sideways for a very, very long time now. And they haven't broken out. They haven't broken down. And they haven't provided you a lot of opportunities. But that same situation has applied to a lot of the tech stocks and a lot of your growth stocks. But when you get bored in the stock market or you hit a period of where it starts getting boring, don't go chasing after the thrill. A lot of people right now are chasing after these meme stocks. And and I've said this before in another episode, and I feel like it bears repeating again. For every big, big, big winner with these meme stocks, whether it's AMC, whether it's GameStop or Build-A-Bear or BlackBerry or whatever, it's cute what they're doing. It's fun. Look, nobody likes seeing the hedge funds get torn up on the short squeeze more than I do. I like it. I think they manipulate the markets plenty themselves. It's fun to watch them squirm in their seats, okay? But just from a practical standpoint, don't get caught up in the cause of it. You know, people are like, oh, this is our opportunity to really stick it to Wall Street. Well, guess what? There's going to be people who make a lot of money off of GameStop and off of AMC, but it's not going to be because AMC went to $100,000 a share. I mean, think about it. If it was to do that, it would be worth $44 trillion. There would probably be trillionaires created out of AMC if that was to happen. That would make it 22 times bigger than Apple. It'd make AMC the largest company by 22-fold that ever existed. So, I mean, break it down to reality of what we're really dealing with here. And remember, you know, if somebody makes millions and millions of dollars and cashes out of AMC, which they should do, they're going to be selling that to a lot of people who still think it's a good time to be getting in. And what does that mean? It means that it's going to be creating thousands upon thousands of people who will ultimately lose on stocks like AMC and all these other meme stocks. So for like one big winner, like Roaring Kitty with GameStop and everything, when he sells a position, he's not selling it necessarily to the big funds. Usually they're the ones that are trying to stay away from this craziness, but they're selling it to a lot of retail traders. So they're offloading their shares to the people who deem them a hero 
so that they can lose instead of Roaring Kitty or whoever the people who are who are making a lot of money with AMC. So remember, lots of people are going to lose on these meme stocks, even though you'll hear about the people who made millions and became billionaires and whatever. There's thousands and thousands of people that had to lose in order for that to happen because they had to offload those shares to make those gains a reality. Just keep that in mind, guys. That's going to do it for today. We talked about swing trading. We talked about long-term investing and timing in particular quite a bit. I think it was a pretty good episode with you guys. Please make sure that you leave a five-star review for me in the Apple Podcast app or whatever platform you're listening to. Those things mean the world to me. They really do. They continue to help me to build this podcast platform and to be able to provide you with excellent content each and every week. And also make sure that you continue to send me your questions about the stock market, about trading long-term investing. I love your questions. You guys give me so many great ideas, podcast after podcast. Keep sending them to me, ryan at shareplanner.com. I do read them all. Love hearing from you guys. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner trading block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead. Sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Shareplanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.